Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, good morning. So we have some beautiful readings today for Mass, but we have... We have one of the most beautiful saints that we celebrate today. It's a saint that I've only fallen in love with over the last few years because my friend Claire, who knows Claire Cordoni, right? Claire, she's sitting way in the back. She was the one who introduced me to St. Josephine Bakita. Also, where's Josephine McElvain? Where are you? There you are. It's your feast day, St. Josephine, right? Okay. So everyone, make sure you wish Josephine a happy feast day. So St. Josephine Bakita, let me tell you about this amazing, amazing woman. I want to tell you about her life. And then I want to tell you something that she said. I want to tell you a quote. And then I want us to just kind of ponder that. Okay, so that's what we want to do. So Josephine Bakita, she was born in Africa, in Sudan, which is a very poor, very war-torn country, in the year 1869. She was the daughter of uh, a chief. So she lived a very, very comfortable life in her childhood. Very comfortable life, as far as those things go. However, things took a very dramatic turn when she was eight years old. Her life changed when she was eight years old. She was kidnapped by Arab slave traders. She was taken from her home at eight years old by slave traders. She was being sold into slavery. This is a time in the world when that was still a common practice. She was forced to walk 600 miles at eight years old to the slave market where she was sold. And for the next 12 years of her life, she was sold over 14 times. She was sold and moved around so many different places and, and was in so many different countries with so many different languages and she was treated so poorly. She, she even forgot her own name. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine your life taking such a turn, things being so bad that you forget your own name. I can't imagine that. She suffered cruelty. She was beaten and whipped. She suffered mistreatment like we can't imagine. Hungry and cold and treated less than human for every day of her life. This was her life. This was her life. Eventually, she was sold to someone who lived in Italy. So she left Africa, went to Italy. She was sold again to another family who... For whatever reason, this family, they were going to be going away for a period of weeks. So while they were gone, they weren't going to bring her with, her with them. They entrusted her to the care of this religious community of sisters, of these nuns. She goes to these nuns, and she meets Jesus. These nuns begin to expose her to the Christian faith. They're telling her about the gospel. They're telling her about this Jesus. She said... I always knew there had to be a God, but I didn't know who he was. She said, I would look up at the sun, the moon, the stars. She said, I look at these beauty, beautiful things in the world, in creation. She's like, I knew they had to come from somewhere, from someone, but I didn't know who that someone was. And these nuns, they told her who it was. It was the God who died for her, who suffered for her, who went to his own place of poverty and slavery to rise from the dead that she would have new life. 
So she falls in love with this community of nuns. She falls in love with Jesus. She falls in love with the gospel. The family returns from their trip, and they're trying to take her back. And she's refusing to go. It's like she's almost like clinging on to the bottom of the pews as they're trying to drag her away. She won't leave. She's adamant, I have to stay here. I have to stay here. Making a very long story short, she did end up getting to stay. They dropped the issue. They let her stay. And she eventually, she enters their community. She, she's baptized. She's confirmed. She receives her first communion. Then she enters the religious community where she now serves. She lives out the rest of her life. The next 42 years of her life, she serves as a nun, as a religious sister. This woman, guys, this woman suffered in ways that we can't even imagine. This woman was treated in ways we can't even imagine. Sold into slavery at eight years old. Abuse like we can't even fathom. Now let me read you this quote. This is what she said. Later in her life, she would go on to say, if I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me and even those who tortured me, I would pause. Fill in the blank in your own head. What do, you, what do you imagine she might say? Don't raise your hand, just think. What do you imagine she might say? If I were to meet those people who kidnapped me, if I were to meet those people who sold me to slavery, if I were to meet those people who beat me and abused me, if I were to meet those people, I would... This is what she says. I would kneel and kiss their hands. For if that did not happen, I would not be a Christian and a religious sister today. That's my reaction to that. I can't wrap my head around that. Like, if that sounds really, really weird to you, good. <laughs> Like, if that sounds really weird to you, good. This is, a, this is something we need to wrestle with. Here's my question. Here's my question. How good must Jesus be for her to say that about everything she went through? Like, I, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. I've had the experience of, like, trying to, trying to go on a vacation somewhere and, like, Sometimes travel through the airports, all that stuff, sometimes it's very easy and effortless and everything happens. Your, your plane's there, there's no delay, your bag gets there, everything's fine. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes travel can be a nightmare. Anybody ever have like a travel nightmare, stuck in airports, someone lose your bag, right? I've had some serious travel nightmares before, especially going to other countries where like flights get delayed and like... I miss my connection. I have to spend a night in the airport and then I finally get there and my bag is missing and I, like, the weather at the place that I was going, it just rains every single day the entire time I'm there. It's miserable, right? But there are some times where like, the travel is so hard and you finally get to where you're going and you can say, ah, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Josephine Bakita, friends, is telling us, like, I met Jesus and I fell in love with the gospel, I fell in love with the faith, and meeting Jesus, his love is so good and so powerful and so real and so changed my life, changed everything. She's like, it was so good that it, it, 
Like, I can look back on everything that I suffered, everything that I went through, and she can say, I'm actually grateful for that, because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't get to know Jesus. Now look, I pray that none of us ever experience any kind of suffering like that. Please God, let that never happen to us. But this is the thing we have to think about. Like, what kind of good is Jesus if he's that good for her to say that? That's what we have to wrestle with. And look, friends, we just get to come here to Mass every single week, every single day. We get to come receive Jesus in the Eucharist and becomes very robotic, very, like, a pattern. Like, we just do this, we come here, we get, and then we go back. Like, it can become very robotic, very formulaic. Josephine Bakhita, what she saw was to receive Jesus in the Eucharist is the greatest thing in her life the greatest privilege of her life. It was so good. His love was so real that it made all of the suffering like basically count for nothing. So what I want to invite us to do, friends, I want us, I want us to open our hearts again, like really in touch with our hearts before we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Jesus, I want to experience again today just a new taste of your love. I don't want today's Mass to be just like every other Mass. Jesus, give me a new experience of your love. Show me in a new way today, Lord, how deeply you love me. Let me experience something of what Josephine Bakhita experienced. I want to taste it afresh today, Lord. Give me a fresh taste. That's the prayer today. That's our prayer. Amen?